Let out the beast. Let him out. Jackson's of Kingfisher is a family-owned and operated dealership in Kingfisher, America, with the motto, come join the family, and when they say it, they mean it. My family and I have been embraced by Casey and the Jackson family from day one, and I'm here to tell you that if you're in the market for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, and want a straightforward, no-hassle car buying experience, Jackson's of Kingfisher is the dealership for you. Give them a call at 866-695-8010, or check them out online at jacksonsofkingfisher.com. And right now, if you mention the Sam Mays podcast, you get $500 off any used vehicle on the lot. Jackson's a Kingfisher. Come join the family. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today in the Sam Mays podcast, this is 40 edition. We talked to Dr. June Chin. Dr. Chin is an integrative medical cannabis physician for children and adults. She's also a professor at Syracuse University teaching cannabis science and health. This is an incredible podcast for the can of curious, an introduction to uh, the flower and what it can do for you and how to go about getting started, uh, especially with companies like Nature's Key, who really put an emphasis on getting you well and doing it in a way that's going to help you get on that path without taking as many risks as some people do uh, when it comes to the cannabis medicine. So uh, I'm excited about this one. I know you guys are too. We actually start this podcast with Dr. Chin telling us a little bit about her story and path to Perfect cannabis. Fine. So if you think of your spine as able to rotate and flex and extend and pivot, right? For people with ankylosing spondylitis, such as myself, or it's called AS, the spine starts to fuse together. So it's literally crazy glued. So you have difficulty with range of motion. So I would wear a back brace all the time and just pull it as tight as I could. But by the time I got to med school, one of my mentors and attending, Dr. Levine, said, you're not going to finish med school. There is no way you're going to become a doctor because you can't even stand and assist in the OR. You can't even help deliver babies without being in pain. And he was an HIV and AIDS doctor at the time. This was in San Francisco, um, late 90s. And he said, you know, I have something for you that's out of the box. Don't freak out. Um, and he introduced me to cannabis medicine because he says his HIV and AIDS patients used it for pain and inflammation and it really helped them. So for me, it, it was a shocker. I didn't grow up experimenting with cannabis. I grew up in the Bronx and, and there was a huge stigma with cannabis, but I grew up in a very traditional Asian household. And so my mom, you know, always taught me that cannabis led to schizophrenia and psychosis. And, and for me being pre-med, you know, I was this, you know, straight and narrow kid trying to get into medical school, right? So when he offered this to me, I nearly fell out of my chair. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a doctor, like, offering, you know, right. a, a doctor training marijuana. But I knew that I had to do something. I was going to either drop out of medical school um, or try something out of the box. And now this, I had tried everything already. So don't get me wrong. I tried everything from epidurals to pain meds, to physical therapy and nothing worked. And when this tincture, he gave me basically, it was just, it was basically cannabis uh, steeped in alcohol. And I used it as a tincture and I put it under my tongue. It worked. It gave me less pain and less inflammation. I mean, it didn't cure my AS, but it helped me enough that I could finish med school and I became a physician. 
So I made it uh, a point to specialize in this because I thought to myself, how come more people don't understand what this is and how helpful it can be? Um, and for me as a scientist, I had to understand the science behind it because if I was going to be a patient, I had to figure out how can this work in a patient's body and still be safe? You know, how can I make sure that it doesn't interact with diabetes medication, with cholesterol, with antidepressant medication? How do I integrate these two worlds so that my patients are safe? And that's what I've been doing for the last uh, couple decades. That's incredible. And and so the AS, is it something that is curable or? No. Okay. Still not, I still have to maintain it. Um, I stack treatments. So I'll use CBD with a little bit of THC. You know, I am a physician and I'm a mom. It's not like I can be high all the time. Right. So the, the beauty about cannabis medicine now is that the molecules are broken down. So you have different formulations for different needs. You can have daytime formulations that don't get you high, but take away your pain and inflammation. You could have nighttime formulations that help you drift to sleep safer than Ambien and Xanax. So the science has changed a lot. And so for me, it works, but I still have to exercise. I still have to stretch. I do my foam roller. I can't gain a lot of weight. If I gain weight, like my COVID weight that I gain, oh my God, I was in pain all, all the, the time. time. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and you know we're the, we're similar age. I'm going to be 46, and it you know now you do like one Peloton class, and you're like, oh, I feel it, I feel it. It's not like before. Absolutely. So I actually talk about cannabis medicine as preventative. Like you can use um, cannabis medicine as prehab rehab. So not just for cancer patients. You're not just looking at at it like at the end of life. Right. So I I have found that cannabis just a so I'm taking somewhere around 160 milligrams of CBD and uh, somewhere probably around 75 milligrams of THC throughout the day like you I'm a I've got you know three kids that live here in the house with us five total kids they're all active uh, we're super active with the podcast and super active with the radio stuff and I'm following football teams around I can't be high so what I have found that if I start my day with 50 milligrams of CBD and 25 milligrams of THC and a sativa form edible that it just boosts me up gets me going and I can I can put my feet on the ground out of bed and function you know I'm taking about 50 milligrams right before I go to sleep also with a 25 I'm taking 75 milligrams before I go to sleep of CBD with a 25 milligram one-to-one uh, that's helping me sleep through the night I woke up this morning had sleep lines all over my body I'm like man this is great I'm getting I'm getting the rest that I need because when I'm, I'm at 400 pounds doctor I I'm the most uncomfortable person on the planet like I can't sit for a long time I can't lay for a long time you know so when I take my my meds and I take them on routine man my whole life is existence is better and I try to explain this to people all the time they look at me like I'm crazy like it's some sort of um you know hocus pocus or you know some hippie hippity doo-dah deal that people are still dealing with but it is truly medicine it really is and if you integrated into your life it could be a game changer for people and i think the biggest thing is how do we convince people to give cannabis a try uh, in a way that because they're going to have moments i had moments and i'm sure you did too where you're like oh no this is not the formulation that i want i'm unhappy with the situation i've had too much of this or yeah yes of course and and you've done that with medication maybe you had too much night that's true right Benadryl on during during you know allergy season and you're just like you know you're completely wired or or you can't sit straight so 
when you think about the science of cannabis and why it works, it's an anti-inflammatory that works like Advil and ibuprofen, except a hundred times stronger. So it's the same mechanism of action as, you know, a lot of people with back pain will have taken Celebrex before or Vioxx or Meloxicam, any of those natural, uh, any of those NSAIDs, um, those anti-inflammatories. So the big difference with cannabis medicine, it's an NSAID, right? So it's an anti-inflammatory, but it doesn't eat away at your gut. So versus, you know, you take ibuprofen or Advil, there's only so much you take before you, you develop some sort of stomach issue, whether it's an ulcer, whether it's indigestion. But with cannabis medicine, you're bringing, you could take the 100 milligrams and you don't, it won't eat up your gut at all. So it still takes down that inflammation and pain. And I think once people understand that mechanism of action, even my colleagues, other MDs, understand there's a science behind why it works, they start to really um, have open and a more open mind. So wh- with your colleagues now, I'm sure that you get some looks, right? I mean, you are a, you admittedly study cannabis and you are, I mean, around here in Oklahoma, uh, we have a, a huge, you know, medical community here in Oklahoma city. And, you know, it's being told to doctors, that, Hey, don't, don't talk about cannabis. Don't mention cannabis. That's not something that we're dealing in at this point. And I, I feel like, you know, it almost goes along with the oath of being a doctor that you want to put your patients in the best chance to have success and better their lives. I, I would be, I would find myself struggling with the fact that I couldn't mention cannabis per my employer uh, if I was a doctor. You know what I mean? Like it just seems tough. Yes, yes, and that's a really good point. But I, I also, Sam, it depends on where you live and what the laws are. Every state has its own laws and its own cultural competence, if you will. Cultural competence. So I love lo- that. I've been lucky enough to live both in California and in New York where cannabis medicine is actually embraced. Um, NYU Langone Medical Center here has a huge, I mean, they got about, I think, $12 million from, for cannabis research for epilepsy. Um, Montefiore here in New York City also researches opioid uh, withdrawal and how cannabis can help with, with opiate mitigation, um, you know, basically get patients off narcotics. Um, and use cannabis medicine instead. Um, I, I can think of so many different research centers, even on the West Coast. So it's different. But when I go and lecture down south, you know, it is very hard, and people look at me cross-eyed. Um, so I think it really depends on which state you're living in and which type of doctors you're talking to. How would you um, recommend people, like Nature's Key does a great job. They've got a staff that's put in place that you can call email, uh, reach you to, out to on social media and talk about what's bothering you. And, and they will give you some advice on what they believe that you should be doing right off the bat here. Try these things and we can move on from there. It's, it's really been a, a, uh, a study for me. You know, I'm journaling, I'm writing down the things that I'm taking terpenes and everything else, trying to get a better understanding of how cannabis interacts with my body. And I think that's probably the thing that people struggle with the most here is, is cannabis impacts everyone differently. I think I'm probably sensitive to cannabis and reg- like, and then, but, but my best friend Wes is a, well, I'm going to eat this hundred milligram gummy and, and go function. And I'm like, that would put me in the dirt. I have no ability to do that. My fiance takes one milligram of cannabis and she feels that I don't feel one milligram of cannabis. So it's because it is so different for everyone. How do you, how would you recommend, you know, getting people uh, to reach out, to figure out and, and to get started on, on that journey? 
Education is key, um, number one. And I think with cannabis medicine, it's really teaching us a vital lesson about being more proactive with your health. I mean, when you go to your primary care doctor and they give you blood pressure medication or diabetes medication, they're not going to tell you to journal, right? They're going to give you the medicine. You come back a month later, we'll take your blood pressure later. But when you talk to, you know, a company like Nature's Key that's really invested in your health and wellness and they're telling you, check in with yourself. Let, you know, why don't you have a relationship with your health and figure out how much of these different cannabis formulations will work with your pain, with your sleep, with your anxiety. So it really puts the onus on the patient uh, and the consumer to take care of themselves and be more proactive. And this is, this is a really key time to do that right now with the pandemic, with, you know, our immune system, with, with what's going on in the world with anxiety. We really need to be more mindful and proactive on our own health and wellness. I, I couldn't agree more with you. The the proactive part, and that's the, the problem is also that people aren't proactive with their own health. Like how many people do you know, I know a ton right. of them that have real ailments that you should probably You're go right. to a doctor for, but instead of doing that, they just fight their way through it. Oh, I'm fine or it'll go away. And that's that's just, that's not happening. And so when you talk about the, the cannabis aspect of it, you know, focus, understanding that you have to be honest, honesty, right? Be honest with yourself, recognize what you're going through and say, I've got to make a change here. And I'm just, and it's, and start with CBD. That's an awesome way to get started, right? I mean, I, I love the health benefits of CBD and it's amazing how many people have no earthly idea what CBD even is. Absolutely. CBD is, especially if you, you know, get hemp derived CBD, it's over the counter. You can buy it at your local food store. I mean, my grocery store has an aisle labeled CBD aisle seven next to the protein bars. That's awesome. CBD. But you know, I think if we talk about CBD and we talk about preventative health and wellness, like nutrition, right? CBD plus nutrition, you talk about weight loss, you know, how, when you're in that much pain, how are you going to exercise? I mean, where do you start when, when I have patients come in and they say, I, I need to lose weight, but I have a lot of pain. If I go out, even walk 15 minutes, my knees are killing me. Right. So what do I do? So you need to stop that process. Then the inflammation. No worries. I, uh, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. The, uh, you know, being a 400 pound man, I, the, and just having as many old injuries that I've had that don't flare up yesterday, I wouldn't play golf and I, it's probably the most pain I've been in after doing a physical, um, anything physical in a long time because I've lift and I run and all those things, but I haven't played golf. This is something that I haven't done in almost a year. And when I got home, I looked at my fiance and I told her, I was like, golf is taxing on my body. And she kind of looked at me a little cross. I'm like, what do you, I know how you work out each and every day, like what your workout looks like each and every weekend. And it was just something new, something different, something I had done in a while. And I woke up this morning and I'm, I'm feeling okay because of the meds for sure. But you can definitely tell, you know, my back and my rib cage is sore. My neck is even a little bit sore. You know, that this is 40. That's what 40 years old uh, looks like. And so, you know, I've, I've even upped my dose just a little bit. I took a little bit more THC today. Uh, to kind of help me get through it and if you guys are watching right now i've had about 30 milligrams of thc and guess what i'm functioning pretty good and my body's obviously used to it but you could get here too it just takes a little bit of time and it takes to want to and i hope that people want to feel better like it bothers me when i think that you know people don't want 
to to live a better life, a more um, a, a more a life that they can go out and just do whatever they want to, you know, instead of being trapped in their own bodies a lot. Like I feel like Americans in particular almost have forgotten what wellness is. Like, what does I feel well mean? I feel like Americans struggle to even know that these days. And it's a lot of times, it's, unfortunately, it's, it's until it's too late. You know, I had a cancer patient come in the other day and she said, okay, now I'm going to start eating clean. You give me, you know, you tell me what I need to start doing so that I can eat right, you know, for my, for my chemo radiation. And I, you know, I hate to say like now, like now you want to talk about it. Right. You know, I, like, of course we could start eating clean right now, but we should have been talking about this 10 years ago. Yep. Yep, that's a hundred percent right. That's a hundred percent right. Is there any? Uh, how about uh, give me? You, I know you've got some incredible stories about uh, the flower. Uh, anything that you want to share with us? Something a, a, a feel good story? Um, well, I, I have a Parkinson's patient, which is really funny, and she is a nun. Okay. Oh wow. She's a Parkinson's patient, and she's a nun, and she is very, very independent. She's always been super public speaker. She's very active in her community. And when she was diagnosed with Parkinson's, the biggest thing that bothered her was that she couldn't feed herself at dinner because she basically had the tremors. The tremors were so bad that she needed someone to help her um, feed herself. And so one of her friends mentioned cannabis. It was at a rehab center where she takes boxing, you know, the boxing for Parkinson's patients. Yes. And um, they mentioned cannabis. They mentioned, you know, Michael J. Fox Foundation. Um, and I've done tons of speaking at Michael J. Fox Foundation. And she came in and she said, listen, I just don't want to get high. I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, she's 87. She's like, I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to get high. And just her religious beliefs, she was very strong against cannabis medicine. So it took her a lot to get to me. And we did a tincture, uh, a CBD tincture with a little bit of THC. And I tell you, when she could feed herself at the dinner table, she called me sobbing and she said, I cannot, I cannot believe this. Incredible. I could feed myself. I mean, and when the cannabis wears off, she has the tremors again. But that was her goal. She goes, I just wanted to feed myself. And now she takes it, she takes the tincture before the boxing class so that she actually can push herself further during her boxing class that's amazing and then she takes it afterwards so she's not so flared up right so she said if i only knew because she's had this diagnosis for a couple of decades she said if i only knew about this sooner right <laughs> right and look that's what we're i mean look that's what we're doing right now in this podcast trying to educate uh let people right. know that this is something that is is safe something that is okay um you are a professor at syracuse i actually visited syracuse for uh, one of my official visits out of high school, I thought I might go play football up there. I happened to go during the winter time, and let me tell you oh. something. Yeah, uh-uh. Now, I'm from Ohio, and I have never felt that kind of cold before in Syracuse, New York. I had to go ahead and pass on that opportunity. Uh, but you are uh, you're teaching cannabis science and health. Uh, I love this because now there's a whole new generation of students that are going to school to learn about cannabis and hopefully bring it to the masses. Talk a little bit about what you're doing up there at Syracuse. Yeah, actually. So um, I'm actually talking about the science and health behind cannabis and also the jobs. So, so, you know, for our undergraduates and graduate students, we have to start training them in this medicine. You know, Pfizer just invest, invested in cannabis medicine as well. And I'm teaching about pharmacology. So what happens with, um, you know, the pharmaceutical medication, the science behind 
um, other medications and cannabis when you combine. Um, I'm also talking about the science behind it, like why it works, why it doesn't work for some people, um, why it's more sensitive for women than men. So your fiance, there's a reason why she only can take one milligram. And that's because of our estrogen. We are much more sensitive to cannabis medicine. I had no idea. She's going to love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we talk about, you know, um, its place in, in cooking. There's a whole movement of culinary cannabis. There's that are opening up here in New York. Um, there's infused beverages, coffee, cannabis, wine and cannabis. So it's really a very interesting time. And I think Syracuse is very... Um, open and forward thinking to start introducing it to the undergraduates. So it's not just about this stoner movement and how right. to get high on cannabis, but when you understand the science and the applications, how you can get a job in the cannabis industry, I think it's important. So can I, how many students do you have right now in your undergrad program? It's always oversold. So that's um, awesome. We, <laughs> so it's an actually an online course and then you go in for a few visits. So thankfully I don't have to be in Syracuse in the cold. Okay. Um, but it's a 302 course. So it is an upper level course. You have to have chemistry already and biology. Um, so it, it is, uh, you, so you have to have some background in science. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm blown away by that. How many other, pro- I mean, is this something that's happening across the country at schools? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know University of Maryland has a graduate program, um, you know, New Mexico. I know that um, med schools now, um, I teach at med schools. They're teaching, you know, doctors to be about cannabis medicine and why it works. Um, the only, you know, the big problem is federal regulation, but I, I think that's moving, that's going to end up moving forward. And patients are demanding that their health practitioners get educated. So whether they like it or not, um, it's going to get start getting taught in universities and higher education. So as far as for the can of curious, and we'll wrap this up here just to kind of make sure people have an understanding, um, you know, it's the cannabinoid system, right? Everybody's got one, right? And yeah. we have, and terpenes, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of terpenes. You can find terpenes in our everyday plants and vegetables. We eat terpenes all the time, right? So if you are... Um, new to cannabis, and someone says, you walk into a dispensary and they ask you, well, what's your terpene profile? Well, you have no earthly idea. Is there a way, like, are there certain terps that you would recommend to get started per patients that are dealing with pain or mental health? Or have we gotten that far where you could at least give people an idea where to get started? Yes. So terpenes, again, you're right, can be found in our, in our kitchen. So thyme, rosemary, lavender. Um, terpenes also found in the cannabis plant and enhance the cannabis medicine. So there are uplifting cannabis strains. So like you said, if you take a sativa during the day, you feel focused, you feel, you feel like clarity. That's usually a terpene like lemon because lemon is very uplifting and energizing. If you want to take some gummy at night and you need to start to power down and drift to sleep, you know, you might have it with some chamomile tea. Terpenes that are very um, soothing have lavender, you know, so the terpenes plus cannabis, lavender cannabis strains will help you drift off to sleep. So, so there's, um, there's a lot of science behind that as well. Okay. What about pain? So with pain, um, there's something called beta carotene, which is actually found in black pepper. Cannabis strains with black pepper 
are analgesics, are pain relievers. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm like, well, I'm taking notes about, myself. If you have a topical, you know, you ever do like icy hot, you know, it's usually menthol and they have some sort of cayenne, like spiciness to it. Yes. That's why it's a pain reliever. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Dr. Chen, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you. Um, I think, I think that I'd like to maybe talk to you, uh, throughout the year, you know, if there's anything that you have that you want to discuss or get into, or, you know, right here in Oakland, the house of representatives just, you know, passed that, uh, that bill just got through the house to hopefully, uh, decriminalize cannabis. That should be incredible. I'm, I'm really focused in on the veteran side of things. Also, you know, veterans health is important in this country. Too many veterans die every day. Uh, and I feel like cannabis could absolutely help not only with the mental aspect of it, but the physical pain and trauma that think people have gone through cannabis and veterans affairs is important so uh fingers crossed that the senate does uh you know what they need to do here so exciting news in the cannabis world but yeah i would love to just kind of keep you in the rotation and discuss stuff as as it comes up you are fantastic thank you so much my pleasure i welcome to come back all right awesome you have a great day bye-bye now bye